Mr. Madison, what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Hello and welcome to episode 63 of the Grass and Gear podcast. I'm FN Grasshopper, and as ever, I'm joined by my talented co-host, Daniel Gear of Bolivia fame. Say hi, Dan. Hi, Tony. How are you? Not bad, mate. Obviously, the first podcast of 2023. Not bad. Um, we, 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 we got it in February. It's not bad, is it? It's not bad. I'm doing it when there's still daylight outside. Yes, this is a daytime recording, so there's no alcohol <laughs> today, um, <laughs> no. which probably makes it a better pod anyway. Um, today... We are titling the pod Tactical Anals. It's the third part of our Tactical Anal series. Uh, rise of the Double Pivot. Um, double pivots have become quite a, I suppose, the most common, the most common tactic that we're seeing anyway in the community. Yeah, so you had the idea to do a tactical anal focus on it. Um, mm. We asked the community for some for some tactics. Um, I think for the first time that we've done this, the tactics, some of the tactics were actually really good. Like there was actually yeah. tactics that we discarded because they were too good to use. We felt anyway. Um, but people we, have been listening to us. Maybe, or they've been reading blogs, or, or doing whatever. I don't know. But um, something's mm-hmm. sticking definitely over the years. Um, yeah. But yeah, we we've chosen three that are quite poor, if I'm honest, um, and <laughs> that we might have uh, an assessment of and recommend recommendations to improve it or make it better. Um, before that, Dan, we should go for drink opening. Uh, have you got any drink to? I have bought uh, down. Uh, Lidl's Freeway Diet Lemonade can. Wow, we're branching out today. Uh, I've just got my yerba mate. I'll show you on because we've got a video. Look. Oh wow. That's my little. That's my little flask and straw coming out. I look, I look really cool <laughs> in meetings, don't I? Just sipping that. Um. Right, Dan. Before we kick into these tactics, we should just go straight into the podcast, really. Oh, yeah, spark up then. Go on, spark up. There you go. I didn't hear it. It's fine. Um, it's not not the same as the um, beer or cider. Yeah. Before we go straight into the anals, I think we should probably just mention about what a double pivot is. Uh, it's not yeah. obviously the double pivot isn't a new thing. It's been around many moons, um, but it has kind of seen a resurgence in FM twenty three tactics because of the adjustments to defensive midfielders and how they behave. Um, yeah. And I know you've you've used pivots quite extensively this edition already. Uh, and yep. I know you've got something as well on the go with Brighton. I don't know if you would just want to mention what double pivot is to you, how you've used it. I think the main thing to um, point out is the change in the match engine this year regarding um, double pivots. The way they work is a lot different to what the previous years, and that's why I think we're seeing a resurgence or people doing them again. You know, before if um, if you if you had centre midfielders and an eight in front of it. You have no cover, but now they sort of the CMs will drop in, and vice versa. If you've got defensive midfielders, they will press forward, and that's how the dip double pivot moves. It moves up and down the pitch, um, and it's really well replicated in the match engine. Um, I know people give a lot of criticism to the match engine, but for me, it's probably the best it's ever been, and this has been a, a massive step forward with this working. And you're seeing a lot more chaos in the middle of the pitch, a lot more influence of the game in the middle of the pitch. And I think a lot of it is down to these double pivots working as they should and having more influence on the game. Yeah. And can you explain what a wall pass is? I know wall pass is becoming a term now on double pivots. <laughs> a wall pass is basically so if you have a centre pass, back, pass it to the um, defensive midfielder and then he moves and gets it back. Yeah. So it's going almost like a triangle. Yeah. And um, with the player moving. And we've seen so, a, yeah, we've yeah. seen a lot of that in the engine, aren't we? That kind of that screen and that recycling the possession. Ultimately, yeah. that's what you want from your pivot, you know, to be that. Yeah. Um, so no, that's it's good. basically mo- moving the possession around, and um, obviously moving the opposition around by moving the ball. Yeah. So get by getting the opposition to chase the ball on the first pass, it opens up space for you to receive the ball in more space to then hopefully make a more offensive pass. Yeah. That's great. Um, <laughs> so the tactics we chose today all feature a double pivot of some kind but they're all very different um, mm-hmm. so we're going to go through three of them 
and yeah. say what we don't like about it too much. We try to we'll try to be constructive, and I mean, there might be some bits we do like about it. Uh, ne mm. Never say never. Um, <laughs> so I'll introduce the first one, and I'll probably just break down the roles. So it's okay for listeners, obviously, yeah. to go through it. So the first tactic we've got uh, that's acid fires. I think it's a free for free. Um, mm. So acid fires actually, I've, he was in a previous tactical annals. I think we gave him mm -hmm. five point five. Is that right? Yeah. So he's, he's he hopefully he might try to be better today. We're going to rate these out of ten as well. <laughs> um, so let's see if we can get beat five point five. Um, so acid fires three four three. It's three centre backs. So you've got. Well, I should should forget the goalkeeper, should I? Uh, sweeper, keeper, <laughs> and defending goal. Three centre backs. You've got basically two ball playing defenders, um, both on defend duty, and then you've got a central defender on cover in between them. As a back three, then you've got two wing backs, both complete wing backs on attack, either side. Then we come onto the pivot. So the pivot is uh, not in the DM um, positions. There are actually central midfielders. You've got a CM defend and CM support, and then you've got a kind of narrow three. So you've got an attacking midfielder, advanced playmaker on attack, and then you've got two up top pressing forward on attack, and a complete forward on support. Now, I will run down quickly the team instructions. <laughs> um, this isn't so bad, but we'll come on to one in a minute, which would be like War and Peace. Um, <laughs> so this 3-4-3's team instructions, it's a positive mentality. In possession, it's passing into space. It's playing out of defence. It's running at defence. It's working the ball in the box. It's being more disciplined. It's slightly higher tempo. And it's wasting time sometimes. In transition from the goalie, it's rolling it out. It's distributing to centre-backs and to the full-backs. And out of possession, it's a higher defensive line, but it is a low block. It's more often pressing. It's preventing the goal goalkeeper short distribution, and it's getting stuck in. So, Dan, who wants to keep this one? I've, I've got some notes on this one. You might have some notes as well. If, if you've got notes, mate, you're more than welcome to take the lead on it. Well, I... I'll kick it off. I don't really want to lose Acid Fire's listeners because he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a most trusted <laughs> listener. Um, just from the off, I would say that there's a lot of confusion in terms... Well, for me personally, I'm trying to understand in terms of the lines. So he's a lower defensive line, but he's pressing high with the front three forwards. Mm -hmm. And I just look at that and I look at that line to think it's a low block, but it's also pressing the goalkeeper distribution and with the free yeah. forward. There's just going to be a massive gap between them. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm wondering how that plays out. Um, so that I, that was my first that was my first gripe with it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, there is a big gap there. I think that it's also not helped by the fact there's. I I personally think the playmaker is too far forward considering he's got three players at the top. I would want the playmaker to be in midfield too, because he's not. I don't really know who he's play, playmaking for. Because no. a complete. Complete forward would be quite close to him, and the pressing forward is with, like you say, the team's already stretched. Going to be pushing that line back, pressing them down. There's not actually going to be anyone set up for for him. You've got the two complete wing backs on attack on either side, which I'm not a fan of because I I do think this is misunderstood by a lot of people, but they are quite roaming roles. Mm. So people, I I think a lot of people think I'll I'll put complete wing backs on and they give me width and stretch to play and all that, but they actually roam quite a lot. So you're not—he's not actually got a lot of width in the side. No. This, so I mean, the ball-playing um, defenders can be very direct with the ball as well, with especially when you've got things like passing the space on it and play out on defence. But he's not really giving him a lot of op options to pass to. No. A lot, a lot of it. The whole thing feels quite narrow and stretched. Yeah. Um, I think just on the playmaker, I picked up mm -hmm. the same thing as you. He's only really got the pressing forward going into the channels yeah. on attack in front of yeah. him and and also you know the complete forward as well but other than yeah. that that is the only he can't there's no one running behind beyond him no which is a problem and it's, i think in these situations it's always best to have your playmaker a bit withdrawn so they see the pitch see what's in front yeah. of them um, yeah. it's an orchestrator but he's got no one to orchestrate to other than those two guys it's very predictable um i do think a lot of that comes down to the misconception about the complete wing bats because i wonder if he's picturing that they're going to be up high up the pitch, creating almost like a front four in front of the advanced playmaker. Whereas in some situations they will be, but I don't think that's enough to rely on. I would have preferred it 
to be in the centre midfield too. So you know he's got three in front of him to play mate to no matter what. Um, and like you say, the low block, but being um, pressing really high, it just is such a contrast of what you're asking. And I, I do feel like this is a common theme across all three of these tactics we're going to talk about. There's such a conflict with team instructions across it. Um, we'll probably find out, and I'm sure we ask if I always does wins every game, you know, like with this and that. You know, at the end of the day, if it's working, it's, it, it comes to the point, is it working or do you want it to yeah. do what you want, you know? No, definitely. I do want, I think, for me, if that, the playmaker needs to drop would be a priority. Just be, I wonder if he's actually creating much, you know what I mean? Well, he, he to be fair, in a tweet back to us, he did say he's not sure on the front three. So yeah. he's obviously like seen that as the the, the fact yeah. that he's got the front three. He's not entirely happy with it. Um, I wonder if he if he dropped the playmaker into the midfield either as a deep line playmaker or advanced playmaker, whichever one he wanted to try. It obviously, depends on what else he changes. It would get give his front three a, a option for his front three a lot more come through the playmaker in the middle of the field. Yeah. Um, I personally would change the wing, complete wing backs to wing backs. Well, I was going to say as well, you, I know we're not a big lover of the symmetry in tactics sometimes. Obviously, you, you've got basically the dual complete wing back, whether yeah. to change one or the other. I mean, you've got that CM on support on the right-hand side of the, of the two, like the pivot, whether yeah. that could be a more conservative role and then it allows mm. that kind of um, pivot role to be a bit more expensive or, or yeah. maybe make it a playmaker so it's going to be a roaming playmaker yeah. or whatever and drift yeah. around a bit. Um so yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely things. The, the the only thing we haven't touched on with this tactic is, and it's probably something we'll we'll touch on a bit later, the fact that you're wasting time, but you're also trying to do things at a higher <laughs> tempo, which seems I don't know, maybe it's a bit of my bugbear lately. I just see waste times yeah. in a lot of people's tactics, but then they're doing everything that isn't wasting time. Yeah. In their possession. Yeah. It's 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 things as well. Like I just like um, you've got things like um. Play out defence, which is fine. Passing space, which will be fine with the play ball, um, ball playing defenders. Run at de- run at defence when you get they get the ball, which is fine. But and work ball in that all sort of whilst you can say I'll run in defence work ball, but it's all about getting the ball forward quick and getting in there. And then you ask them to slow down. Yeah, you know, you know. So again, it's it's that conflict between the two. You know, you either want them to get the ball forward quick and then work in around the box, or uh, you want them to slow down and work their way up the pitch slowly. Mm. So, I mean, I, I probably re- re- would remove the slow down one. It is only sometimes, but I feel like it, take that off, dropping the playmaker into the midfield, changing the complete wing backs would improve the tactic. Yeah. I don't think there's a lot wrong with the back three. No. You've, no, you've, you've, got, think... you've got the cover there just dropping a bit behind the, the, yeah. the ball players. I don't think there's wrong with the back three. I, I wonder if he's been struggling to create. That's why he's put the complete wing backs on both sides on the tap to get more bodies forward. Mm. Whereas uh, what probably would have been better is dropping the playmaker back to give um, the ball more um, creativity from the midfield. Yeah. Yeah, and and to be fair, in his credit, Asifai's credit, just to end on a positive on this one, is that obviously he's not yeah. he's not gone on our counter or counter-pressive route. He's kind of left it kind of yeah. bit open in terms of the transition yeah. to see how it goes. Mm. I mean, he could do exactly that. He could put the playmaker a bit deeper. You could almost then t- switch counter and see how that behaves. You know, yeah. do the wing-backs get forward a bit more? I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like, like you said, um, with the uh, CM defend on the left-hand side, you could probably change that to a wing-back attack. And on the right-hand side, maybe keep it as a support. Yeah. If you want to keep a complete wing-back, keep it on support and just have that bit of bit variety between the two. Yeah. So um, it's, not, it's not overly bad. So Averain, yeah. has, um, has Adify done enough to beat his score from last time? Or is it still... Um, no, I'm going to give him a five. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I agree. We'll give him a five then. That's half, that's half mark. That's not bad. Yeah, it's half, halfway, isn't it? Yeah. Um, are you okay to go on to the second tactic? I certainly am. So this is from Old Fashioned. I think it's Old Fashioned 1, I think, on Twitter. It's, um, again, a 3-4-3 of sorts. Uh, it is titled 4-2-3-1 on his tactics screen, but I just think he's failed to update and rename <laughs> that. But, but we'll let him off. 
Um, so let me just zoom in here on his tactic. So yeah, I'll go through roles again and team instructions, but disclaimer here <laughs> is that there is probably every team instruction <laughs> selected. It's probably bro it probably an alarm went off in Sports Interactive Office when all these were selected. Um, so yeah, let's start with the goalkeeper then. So it's a sweeper keeper on support. And again, it's a back three of centre-backs. So you've got uh, two wide centre-backs and then in between them, you've got a no-nonsense uh, no centre-back. So you've got one wide centre-back on attack on the right and then a supportive one on the left. And it, that no-nonsense in the middle is... Uh, I think it's a cover, one sec. Is it? No, it's defend, sorry. I've got to zoom right in there. <laughs> Um, so when we're on to the double pivot then, so we've got a double pivot of two DMs, uh, which is great to see. You've got a register and you've got a ball winning midfielder, both on support. Then you've got on the flanks, um, two wide midfielders on support. And then you've got straight up three central strikers. So you've got a target forward on support in the middle. And then you've got two advanced forwards either side of him. All right, here we go. So mentality, positive. In possession, we are slightly more direct, we're passing into space, we're floating crosses, we're dribbling less, we're playing for set pieces, we're being more disciplined, we're focused play down the left, we're focused play down the right, we're overlapping on the left, we're overlapping on the right, uh, we do the hokey-hokey and we turn around. Um, slightly <laughs> higher tempo and we're wide. In transition, the goalie is taking short kicks, distributing to centre-backs, distributing to the full-backs, uh, there isn't any but we'll carry on. Uh, slow pace down, <laughs> counter and regroup. Out of possession, much lower defensive line. We're in a high press. We're preventing short goalkeeper distribution. We're staying on feet. We're dropping off more. We're trapping outside and we're stopping crosses. Wow. Okay. Um. I think the first thing we need to pick up on is a comment you made. There's no fullbacks. Yeah, so this is one of my biggest issues with it well my first issue that i saw of it is that why would you select he's, distribute to fullbacks if they're not there what ha what does the goalie do in that instance and he's also got overlap left overlap right and there's nobody there's nobody overlapping whilst you've got he's got two players ahead there's nobody for them to overlap them they're like you know is i do think a lot of it is what you what you said about um it, i do think they just select everything i do wonder i, also, I personally don't know this person um, but I wonder if it's one, one of those situations where they feel like they have to select something on the actual UI. Yeah. They're literally like they've selected one of every, every option, no matter what. They've made sure they've made a selection. Um, I'm hoping anyway. <laughs> but I this, this tactic, I looked at it and like we talk about double pivots. This is somebody who I believe has heard the double pivots work this year. And has picked the double pivot, but hasn't understood why the double pivots work. The, um, I, I even really knew where to start with this one. No, <laughs> so when I looked at this, um, I felt like I had a bit of like PTSD after reading all that team instructions. Sorry, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to catch up again. Um, out of possession was confusing me the most. I think you've got, again, you've got a lower defensive line, but you're happy to drop off. And then the players have been asked to trap outside and stop the crosses. But you no. don't have fullbacks to do that in the first place, yeah. and I think that that's a confusion as well. If you're stopping crosses, you are getting those I'm... players to stop the crosses. So they, I'm guessing that's the wide centre backs moving out wide to stop it. Yeah, so you're going to so have that one they... no nonsense on his own. Yeah, and I wonder if they're misunderstanding what wide centre back is. Maybe they think they go out rather than up. Yeah, because they like. Yeah, no, that's a valid point. Yeah, I wonder if they're thinking that they're going to go out towards the touchline. Rather than forward, which is what they do, they go so, up the pitch, not out the pitch. Exactly. So that. I wonder. Yeah, to clarify that, that's a stay wider instruction on that role, but that doesn't yeah, mean they so stay wider and go wider. They go, they go vertical up the pitch. Yeah. So I don't, I do, I do think there's a maybe a little bit of a misunderstanding of what the role does. That's what the only reason why I think they've got those instructions for that. Um, the wide midfielders, I hope they got player instructions on. But it doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense overall. He's pushing a lot of bodies forward up the pitch and like you said he's got a lower defensive line to there. They're gonna be deep to start with. 
and then ev- everybody, basically every player, is going forward in some term. Yeah, and like even. Even uh, like Regista is going to go forward. The white um, winning ball, ball winning midfielder is going to go forward and try and win the ball. Everybody apart from the no nonsense centre back is going forward. Yeah, uh, he's going to get left four on one. It's a lot, I reckon. Yeah, and let's not forget as well. You've got you those forwards are being asked to just. I think there's this stopping distribution, aren't they? Or are they not? Mm. Oh yeah, they are. They're preventing the goalkeeper distribution, so they're going to be pushed off a bit as well. Yeah. Yeah, it does seem like a lot. There's a lot of roaming. There's a lot of forward movement going on. And you're right. That poor guy, Cabras, at the, in the centre back. No nonsense. <laughs> fullback uh, centre back is going to be a lonely. Um, I do find it interesting as well. They got focus playing down both sides when there's nobody out there. It's a very um, body sent narrow, heavy um, formation, and he's sticking them out. Focus to play out wide, just where there's two players. I think that, and as well with the target forward, that's going to be amplified because. They're going to attract the ball more, more direct balls yeah. into the target forward, and you've got the advanced yeah. forward, which is going to generate those kind of balls, both yeah. on both sides. So they're going to be just a lot of long ball, I imagine, up centrally. Um, so it makes I... it makes little sense to include any of those instructions that overlap in or getting out wide. And with all this, he's got slow down pace, slow pace down in transition. So he's he's got everyone going forward, countering, play direct football, pass into space, play um, float crosses in, but also slow the place down. It's the same as the last one. It's a conflict again. You know, I hope this is a lot worse than the last one. To be fair, yeah, um, it's making Ashes players look good. <laughs> Are you going to revise your um, score of five or no? No, <laughs> no I'm just going to give this one a lower score. <laughs> I mean. To be fair, to be fair, I want to I want to finish on a positive on each one. Um, the fact that he's using a wide midfielder and support role is nice. It's, it's it's a role that you can tweak and tailor yourself. It's not many people use that role. I don't think. I do um, like the role. Yeah. I'm wide midfielder. Yeah. So um, I can't say I like it in this no. formation. But... <laughs> <laughs> and 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 again, in a way, it's it's fully symmetrical. Like you've got the advanced forwards on both sides. Two roles mm. doing the same. You've got the wide field, wide midfielders doing the same. You've got two wide centre backs doing the same. Why not mix it up a little bit more? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, I, and as uh, a, well, and I suppose as a pivot as well, should we worry that the pivot isn't going to do what he wants from that? That's not going to work at all. I wouldn't because you've got registers going to go everywhere. Yeah, and the ball winning midfielder is going to go everywhere. He's going to try and win the ball back. I don't, I don't think the two rolls together is the end of the world. I think everything going on around it mm. is making it seem a lot worse than it is. Um, I think, obviously, without saying change the whole tactic, I do think dropping one of the front three into the AM and dropping the two wide players in, like almost into Asifier's um, formation would improve it. Mm. Just And then just starting from there and then getting rid of all these team instructions and starting again. Mm. I don't... I don't know why anybody would need... I think I've got about four or five on mine at the moment. This guy's got five in just in transition. What is funny, I've noticed, on this tactic, is that it, it started from a control possession preset, because you, you can see it on there, tactical style, custom, yeah, custom yeah. control position. So it obviously started with a flavour of trying to control the game with the ball. Yeah. But you can see how it's kind of it's kind of diverged but, from now it's kind of like we're going to do direct passing we're going to pass into space we're going to yeah. dribble less all the things you wouldn't mm. do to control possession which is interesting yeah um and the roles as well kind of amplify that yeah. even more i gotta wonder whether he was struggling and then just started adding team instructions i mean oh can we rule out the it, fact that someone didn't jump on the keyboard and it just selected everything <laughs> we've all that out <laughs> <laughs> I do think, I do think there's a um, a misconception with, with people about team instructions that you don't have to have them all on. I do think the UI could be improved from that aspect. It, it does make it look like you've got it, but also I think people just don't take the time to read what they actually do. All you got to do is hover the mouse over them and read what it says it's going to do. The same with the player roles. Should we, same with... should we FM twenty three tip that hover over the team instructions <laughs> and read well, and read? Like... <laughs> well, it should. But it's actually quite the tactics are actually quite simple to build. People overcomplicate them, and I think there's a it's one of those things where they add something it's not working. So rather than take that one away because it didn't work, they then keep adding more rather than just thinking, well, 
I've added, well, even if it, uh, I've added be more direct on, and uh, that's not working. So rather than taking that away, there you go. Oh, I'm gonna add another one on now to try and get out of the work. You definitely don't need 462 team instructions that are all conflicting each other. Yeah. Uh, ask for a score. I've, what's the lowest we've ever given? Do you know what, Dan? I have no idea, and I'm not going to go back and listen to find out that. I mean, we've had some, oh, we've yeah. had some terrible ones. I mean, no disrespect to FM Athlete one, but you know, remember the FM Athlete narrow one where everybody's in a line, oh. basically. Yeah. <laughs> that that sticks out as a memory as a bad moment in anal. I war. think this is probably going to have to be a one. Yeah, and is, is that because you don't do you not feel comfortable about giving a zero? I didn't know zero was not good, but I do think he, he's tried at least, so I give him a one. And yeah, and to he's be fair, not... we are we 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 we're not being that harsh. Like the fact that he's put in a tactic, and this, you know, he's, this is my double pivot. Fair play to him, you know. Do you know what the Do you know what the worst bit is? It says on his screenshot that he's second in the league. Now I'm hoping, I am hoping that it's the start of the season. It's done by alphabet. Mm, yeah, and that's another thing as well. These these tactics might actually be just overpowering. The match engine, like well, we, we know, advanced forwards are really powerful. Why not have two in your tactic? Bang! But um, but that's that's the thing we always come up with. Like when we um judge these ones, people go, I I go, oh, it's, it's terrible. We've got a three. It's like why well, one seven titles in the back? Well, then mate, but it doesn't mean it's a good tactic. It just means it is working. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean oh, it's a great tactic. You know. So I'm sticking with my one. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's hope he's not putting him off listening again. Um. Sorry, old-fashioned one. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this is our, well, we're whizzing through this. This is our third and final mm. um, tactical anal of the day. Mm. Um, we have got um, a 4 4 2 strikerless. Um, and obviously, there's no surprises. Um, it's strikerless, so it's, it's Guido Meri's tactic that he, he posted in. Um, let's read it out then. So, starts with a sweeper keeper on defend, it's a back four. So it's the first back four we've seen of the day, which is good. I love a back four. <laughs> so you've got right back uh, is a full back on support. And on the other side, you've got a complete wing back on attack on the left. Then the two central defenders are ball playing defender on defend on the right and then a no-nonsense defender on the left. Then we've got a double pivot. So two DMs. You've got half back on defend and you've got a volante on support. Out wide, you've got... Uh, an inverted wing on attack and a wide playmaker on the left on support. And then you've got the two, what I'm calling strikers, but he probably won't like me calling them strikers, but one of them <laughs> is a shadow striker, which it clearly is a striker. But in the in the attacking fielder positions, you've got a shadow striker on attack on the right, and then you've got an attacking uh, midfielder um, on attack uh, on the left-hand side of that. So... Team instructions, so it's a mentality is positive. In possession, we're passing shorter, we're passing into space, we're playing out defence, we're whipping the crosses, we're more expressive, we're slightly higher tempo, we're fairly wide, we're wasting time sometimes. Um, the goalie is distributing to centre-backs and he's, he's doing it quickly and it's a counter and a counter-press inside. And in out of position, it's a mid-block and much more often... Do you want me to go first, Dan, or do you want to... I'll let you take the lead on this one, mate. The, well, the first thing that strikes it, that it kind of points out to me, is it's called a low block. Yeah. And it's clearly not a low block. Like, it says mid-block to me in the out possession, anyway, unless <laughs> yeah. I'm going mad. Um, and it's probably, it's probably not like Guido's, like, kind of over overlooking the fact that it's a low block. But I know in the community, a lot of things get called low block these days. And I yeah, look at them, and I look at them, and they're just nowhere near what a low block is yeah. in reality. Like, first of all, you're playing on positive mentality. Mm. You know, I do think I do think on low blocks you can play on a positive mentality, but everything else has to tie up with that. I do like. I don't necessarily think that you have to play on a um, low block. You have to be cautious or defensive. You can play on a positive mentality because you mm. you do you do want an element of risk taking when you get the ball. But and you, go forward. You wouldn't call it a low block though if it's a counter press no, side I, on this, the mid block. I wouldn't call this a low block. Yeah. I'm just talking about low blocks in general. Yeah. But I wouldn't call this a low block. This is mid mid block for me. Yeah. Um, well, it's because it's it says it is. But um, I wonder if it's um, it's almost, almost an element of um, 
four four two with his players being quite deep and he got two DMs, he he just in his head thinking it's a low block because the the way I position the players rather than it being a low block in the team instructions on on the tactic. Yeah, like out of possession wise, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um if we move on now to the waste time sometimes, see I mentioned yeah. it I mentioned it earlier. <laughs> So for, on both. <laughs> yeah, this one this one is perhaps worse in terms of using waste of times because it's it's on a positive mentality and it's counter and it's counter pressing. You've got more expressive play and you're pressing much more often. So they're then to ask the players to sometimes waste time doesn't really make much sense. Yeah. I mean, maybe I, the players just know when to do that and they're really intelligent. Yeah, I d- but I don't understand that. And if it if it was me, if I wanted to do that, I would do it on play instructions. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't exactly be like, oh, um, do it on the team instruction. You would want the individual players to do it in those moments or do it yourself in the game in certain situations if you're like needing 1-0 with so much time left or whatever. Yeah, add it in. But as yeah. overall, it was one of the things that stood out to me again that everything else is telling it to be take a few risks, passing forward, passing the space, play out the defence, but then you're telling it to slow down. Um, I wonder... I, I don't even know when you would waste time in those situations, really, because everything is saying to uh, not waste time apart from that one instruction. Yeah. I, I, mean, I think, I, especially with the counter, the, a counter team instruction yeah. is such a powerful team instruction yeah. because yeah. that changes a lot Every, of how you behave. Yeah, um, yeah definitely. Um, I, I, I actually, I, I, as you know, I'm not a fan of strikers, but I actually like the fact is um, he's got a lot of attacking when in the roles because it will mean they get forward especially as the formation itself is quite deep with yeah. a 4-4-2 with two DMs so he's got his two attacking midfielders getting forward mm. he's got his um, right midfielder his left midfield uh, left back sorry getting forward the full back and right on support is going to get forward so I do feel like that works well with the counter attack it does yeah. go forward you know so I think he's done that because what I do see a lot is people create um, counter tactics but nobody's on attack because they think like, well, if I'm sitting on a low block, and this is what I was on about with the positive mentality on the low block. So if I'm in a low block, everything's got to be defender or support. But actually, you need, because uh, your mentality is the roles of what they're doing when they've got the ball, you need them to be attacking to go forward. Yeah. So that's why I, I sometimes use positive mentality on a low block because when we get the ball, I want them to be positive. I want them to go forward. I, I will have, most likely have more attacking mentalities on my roles on a low block than I would on a, a high press because they're already going to be in a 4 2 3 1 what people play, they're already at the pitch. So you don't need that. You actually more likely to need support up there yeah. than you would attack because where if you're in a say 4 4 2 low block, you as soon as you get the ball you want them to be attacking. Like a lot of like a lot of um, people use the four one, four one. You want a lot of attacking mentality in there as well because you're so deep anyway. You need to get them to go forward. Yeah, and I, I, so I will say a positive. He has used yeah, no, a lot of. It. I agree. I think the in terms of the role distribution on this tactic, it's probably the best out of the three. I mean, yeah, if you look at the double pivot, that's probably the stronger, the strongest double pivot you've got in this in this podcast today. You've got the halfback yeah. on defend, dropping yeah. laterally, you know, becoming a back three almost in possession. You've got the volante moving yeah. forward. You can see yeah. how that relationship works, and also how it yeah. works with the rest of the roles around it. Um, and it's like earlier we said about the complete wing bats. He's got a wide playmaker in front of him who's quite a not not necessarily really static, but quite a static role. He's not gonna so he's got his complete wing back going around him. Yeah. But looking for a natural overlap, he doesn't need to add. He had. I will say he had, he's it's a bit of thought process into it. So it's not like oh, I need a stiff overlap on there. Yeah. It's naturally going to do it because he's understood that the wide playmaker is quite static. He's got a complete wing back behind him that's going to go around him on attack. So he's going to create that. And on the other side, he's got his input um, winger and his full back on support is going to get up into that space. So he has got a lot of relationship going on on the pitch, whereas it does make sense in that. So that you can actually see the thought process behind it. I'm not too sure about the no-nonsense centre-back. Just because I don't think it fits in with the rest of the team. I'm probably would have just stuck with a central defender. Yeah, because you've got to play out defence, haven't you, there? Yeah, so it, it seems to me like everybody else is playing counter in that way. He's just going to be clearing balls for the sake of it. And I um, I just wonder, that that was one that stood out to me as 
probably didn't fit in with the other 10. Yeah. The, the only roles I would consider changing in conjunction with TIs as well on this one is, is this, obviously you mentioned the left as a strength. You've got a complete complete wing back on attack and then behind a wide playmaker on support mm. i can i can totally get what you say about that kind of support and attack working in tandem together i'm just wondering sometimes that like we mentioned it earlier the wing back complete wing is going to yeah. roam yeah the wing the wide the wide playmaker isn't that good at tracking back in my experience but then it could also be no. the player because you put playmakers in that role they don't have that kind of skill set so that could be an I area that the ai could target that that area could, yeah. could be vacant some points in time I think every every tactic can have a weakness, and I think Guido's probably looked at it. And that's why he's probably put the new looking at it now. That's probably why he's probably put the new nonsense the centre back on that side, yeah, true, and the half back on that side just to cover that. Because, like you say about it roaming, I suppose it can go inside and outside the white. So yeah. if it goes inside, if it goes inside, it's covering the space for the half back. Um, so I, whilst I, I, I agree with you, um, no, I. A wing back on the attack would have been fine there. I think I don't think it needed to be a complete wing back, but um, it it all married up quite well. Like you can sort of at least in this one, unlike the other two, you can sort of see his thought process. You can see where you the attacks of, like, might like, come from. Yeah, so well. you're like you're saying, oh, so there's going to be um, a weakness there, and he. Whilst I didn't, I personally would have stuck with a central defender. You can see that he's got his half back on that side. There's no nonsense centre back on that side to sort of cover that. Um, weakness area, but every tactic can have weakness. Yeah. So maybe he's just thinking in there, hedging his bets on there that those two can do enough on that side yeah. to cover that one weakness. Because the rest of it's quite stable. It could be that his like best player is a left a left back. Like it could be like yeah. almost like a Theo Hernandez type player that it's just you know you let him do his thing. He's he's awesome. Yeah. Um, it, one one thing that would interest me is how much of a relationship the Segundo Volante has with the inverted um, winger. Because I do think they're being in around the same spaces as each other, but be, luckily the shadow strike could be pushing on to create space. I reckon those three could be quite creative as a together yeah. as a unit. Yeah. So yeah. I think a lot. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of his attacks come from down that side. Yeah, definitely. Well, you've only got the obviously in terms of going into the channels, you've got the shadow striker going to channels. You've got yeah. the inverted winger going to that channel and the Volante as well. On the other side, you've really only got the attacking midfielder going, just getting forward yeah. into the penalty area, and then you're mm. relying on that kind of wing back to get right up. So yeah, yeah. I would definitely say the right hand side's where that interact, all the passes and are going to be predominantly that area. I would imagine. Yeah. Um. So anything else on to say that one? Or do you want to rate? Do you want to rate that? Um. So we've we've gone just to recap. Then we've gone a five for acid fire. We've gone <laughs> a one for one. old fashioned. So he's probably thinking, what do you think, six or seven? 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 It's hard because I don't like strikers. <laughs> I don't know. That, you, well, you I like, be unbiased. I, <laughs> no, I, I, I always like to believe in striking no matter what. But I Wait, he's got a striker though. There's a shadow striker. So it, is, it isn't. Yeah, yes. I'll, I'll take that. So generally, the relationship's all tight at most. I think this is the best of the three. Yeah. So I was saying, let's get, give this a seven. Yeah, I agree. Seven seems fair. I think... I think it, you can see the full process. You can see, I don't, there are a few things that would change, waste time, no nonsense centre back, but I do think you can see the relationship he's tried to build. And overall, I'm, I, I'm sure he wins with it, no problem. So I do think that overall, 7 out of 10 and do. Yeah. Okay, well done. Well done, guys, if you're listening. <laughs> um, so that, that that's tactical angle then. I really enjoyed that. Obviously, 30, yeah, 36 I mean, minutes I, I always like when we do this. Yeah, it's always, it always good. Yeah. Um, thank you for everybody that did actually send tactics in. Obviously, there are loads of people that we just didn't didn't bother to even look because we looked at the tactics and thought they're quite good. And it doesn't yeah. make a good podcast if we just read out good tactics. I don't think. I think we've got to be, <laughs> we perhaps got to be a little bit critical yeah. on on our ivory read, tower. You can, <laughs> <laughs> you can read our blogcast for good tactics. <laughs> um, okay, so we're just moving on now just on the agenda. Just a little bit of discussion about FM twenty three. I just had a note to talk about. Uh, Mad Scientist's uh, CM3 yes. database, like a retro database, has been launched last night. Um, I had a little play on it. You've got a few questions for me on that. Um, yeah, um, I, I I saw it come out and I was like, oh, yeah, great people obviously enjoy it, but I, I can't see any longer TV in it apart from outside. One night of, you know, playing around with players that we watched 15, 15 years ago, maybe more than that. I'm mass terrible. Um, 
20, 25 years ago. Blame me, it's longer than that. If yeah. anyone's got a calculator, work it out right now and let us know. <laughs> 25 years ago. 1998, 1999 was the year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, 25 years ago. But no, I did. for me personally, I did, outside of having a bit of fun for one night, look at players back in like, back then and like the United team I would look at. Out of that, I don't really see any negativity in so, it from me. People obviously enjoy it because there's a demand for it. And I know you've been posting screenshots. I just wondered... Well, yeah, that, that was exactly me last night. Obviously, just looking at some of those players that I used to sign mm. every every save pretty much was quite boring. I used to go for Martin Palermo and um, Walter Samuel every single save mm-hmm. if I was a good team because they're just unreal. Um, <laughs> and it was a bit of a nostalgia. I, I, I loved posting. I, I didn't want to post too many screenshots because I thought people have got to rediscover it themselves, to be honest. But just a few players that just kind of stuck out as always being like gold, like Trebo West, Chris Lewinan. <laughs> Uh, and obviously the two mentioned Argentines. Um, is that nostalgia? Uh, what I would say with the retro database, and it's not Mad Scientist's fault, it's just that the way the attributes were distributed in those days, they were quite, um, I don't know, generous with their 20s attribute scores. <laughs> um, some players look just unreal. And you just think if that's ported over to the FM23 match engine, I just think, you know, it's going to be quite dull after a while because I think you're just going to overpower the opposition by getting all these players because they're just too good Mm. (laughs) Um, so for me personally I think it's great that Mad Titanist does it Um, I just don't think it's it's something that I would play regularly I think maybe I'll power up a save and just sign a few players and see how it goes Mm. but I can't see myself ever playing for that more than a season if I'm honest yeah yeah that's Um, the thing for me like I, I never want to get away from the scene when I'm playing currently because I feel like some, from experience sometimes you can get sucked into another scene yeah. and then you forget the save you're playing. But um, there's for me, there's not enough appeal there outside of playing one season on one night, you know, play on key highlights or whatever, just get through the season. But um, just that one that one year, you know, like it, try and win United's treble, you know, yeah. just try and play that season. Apart from doing that one time, I don't, there's not enough appeal there for for me personally but like i said people love it everyone loves things differently yeah exactly like w- w- one thing I've, I've i've discovered after doing last night is that when i looked at martin palermo again like he was always good and he's always something you've mm. worth signing but now that we kind of used to fm 23 era like that the fm era where players yeah. aren't so overpowered you look at martin palermo and you think hang on that guy's got 20 flair like he was never really <laughs> a fair player um <laughs> He's just unstoppable. Strength 20, jumping reach 20, off the ball 20, flare 20, heading 20, finishing 20. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> In the match he engine, he's going to be unbelievable. <laughs> um, he, he wasn't that good over, was he? Like, he was great, but he wasn't 20, 20, 20 good. No. Um, I think he once got a header from his own penalty area, which I remember raving about. And obviously, then he, <laughs> then, he, then he had the thing when he missed three penalties in the game, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, what is penalty taken? 19. <laughs> 19. <laughs> but then that was before it. So, you know, disclaimer for the researchers there. Um, but no, I think if anyone played CM3, that era, go go mm. and check out Mad Scientist Database. Um, you don't even yeah, have yeah. to download the database and power up a save. There's a save file that I downloaded. So, I just used his save file and looked, looked at mm. players last night. And I had such a great time looking at players um but you know some people might be really into it and will play yeah. play multiple seasons of it mm-hmm. I don't know, fair play yeah um and then we just got fm23 overall dan obviously you're playing out in europe in the sticks in europe yeah anything yeah, you want to talk I mean, about enjoying I mean, it are you still enjoying the kids are safe uh, l- loving it loving it um <laughs> genuine uh, it's a string it's so strange because for so many years, I've mainly done one club save. So it's been a lot about like developing the club and focusing on building a youth system, building the player. Everything's been about. Whereas now, it, it, I've got a sort of a mentality where we're here for two to three years and we're looking to move on. Yeah. So everything is now. What, what do we do now? What what do do I sign this twenty-one year old who's going to be good in five years, or do I sign a thirty-year-old who's going to get me goals now? You know. Yeah. And um. Playing attribute less. The first the first few years were fun, but there's a lot of like because I let the director of football sign everyone and, and sign everyone. There's a lot of like changing things on the fly, almost like and not really knowing. Cause I've got no stars, no attributes, so I'm basically going off coach reports and their 
stats on the previous year by doing the same file. And um, it was, I would say Denmark was hard. I, in the first two two years was hard. And I felt like I made the right decision to leave at the right time. When I went to Slovakia and um, the second season we won the title and got promoted. And then we stayed up. And now I moved to um, Poland, where I am, where I am. And um, I got another blog update coming out next week. So it's, it's doing all right in Poland. But it's um, it, it's it's a different it's a different way of playing. It's just not where I played for years, and it's just like it's a lot more like mercenary, you know. Like mm. whilst I don't want them like run the club into the ground, which I'm not, you know. And like in Poland, I've stepped outside. And the director of football's not taking full control. We're working as a team now, so I'm asking, saying, I need this type of player. I need this type of player, and he's finding players. But I'm also looking at stats in the league and stuff and highlighting players to put to then then scout and um we found a striker who's been great um we found well to be fair on in my first summer with him i think we sent six players and five of them have been great and it's all been like either found through recruitment focus or statistical analysis which adds another layer to it so i do want to keep on moving i signed a 18 month contract extension to take me up to the end of the second season so we'll see where we are then uh, maybe we keep on moving up got quite lucky i've got coaching badges as i've gone so um i'm enjoying it it's um refreshing after years of just building clubs after years of bolivia <laughs> and the scars um yeah i mean no i think it's a great addition um mm-hmm. this, this year um I'm, I'm i'm the opposite but i in my terms of my save what i'm doing i'm, I'm trying to be a one club save yeah. But I kind of resonate what you're saying there about kind of that sacrificial element of building a team just for the moment mm. or the season ahead, maybe just one one season ahead. I had that in Major League Soccer last year, obviously, because you, mm. you know, basically, you're not going to be there long. I, we knew it was going to be a two-year save. And with, with that kind of system, league system as well, mm. you know, players go in the draft and stuff anyway. So you just kind of build a team for that for that season, which is good. Yeah. Um, but no, this year, it's, it's, com- it's completely different for me. It's one club save where... I suppose I should be building a team for for future <laughs> generations, but the youth system is appalling. Yeah. Um, but I suppose you, where you started quite low as well. You need to get to a certain point yeah. before you um you can start focusing on that because you can't do both at the same time. That's it. So when I'm making sign-ins at the moment, they're just sign-ins that are for the first team. Mm-hmm. Um, I've tried to... I've got a few club visions that are kind of for younger players. So they're like, I think it's 23 and under. And I've, I've met those ball visions where I've in like predominantly that kind of age range but they've mm. got they've got to be players that are 23 but also good enough for the squad there yeah. and then so yeah makes it challenging because well there's not much money in in uh, north africa in uh, a <laughs> um but we, well, yeah, I we're think doing well i think that's the thing like sounds like we're both of us we're we're signing for now we're trying to get up we're trying to move up we're signing for now i do think that's one of the things with my savior is starting it's going to be evolving so when i get to that club because at some point i will get to the final club, then we'll start looking into more of the developing the youth and focusing on that. Because whilst I, I do want to focus on youth at the moment, if I've got that mentality that I'm only going to be there for two to three years, I'm probably never going to see the fruitations of those youth players. Yeah. So whilst I'm, I, I am making sure that the youth are getting the training they need and focus on that, I'm never going to see the end product of it just because they're so young. Yeah. But hopefully the club will be left in a better place than when I found it. But at some point, I will find that final club, that club that I'm going to finish the same with. And then I think there'll be a lot more focus on that. And I think someone posted that on the reply to one of my latest blog posts was that it's, there seems to be a lot more um, in, immersion now. I'm stepping up to uh, I'm taking in a hand with the recruitment. Whereas when everything was director of football, I was left at the, the behest of the director of football, who we signed, which... It's easy enough to look at attributes and start to be like, oh yeah, yeah he's alright, we should, I'm not going to play him. But I'm literally like, well, he signed him, he's given him an important player contract. i got to trust that he's good enough. Because yeah. <laughs> so, uh, if I don't play him, then they start not liking me. So, uh, but no, it's, um, it's been good. I really and enjoyed FM23. In terms of the season, are you, I'm, I'm in my se- fifth season now, I've just started my fifth season. Are you the same? No, I am. You'd be ahead of me. I've just finished my sixth season, I think. Okay. In because uh, the blog post I just done is halfway through my sixth season. Okay. So because I've done 
18 months but in. For February. us, that's incredible, though, isn't it? You think about it. We're, oh, in, yeah. we're in February now, real life. And yeah. I mean, yeah, my normally I do season. seven a week. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Um, but, yeah, seven's been my kind of average for the last few years, but mm. I reckon I'll go past that. I think I might be a 10, 10 season save again. Ooh. Never know. Well, I think I think realistically, I got to be looking at about twenty. So, um, I think if I'm like I'm in my seventh one now in February, you know, and um, with Christmas and all that, was had a bit of a slowdown. So I'm good, probably looking at twenties by August, hopefully if it keeps going. Yeah. Um, that brings the end of uh, I think our podcast. Really, is there yeah, anything else you want to talk about, Dan? Um, read Coffee House FM and all their fine blog posts. Thank you. And likewise, obviously, go and read View from a Touchline um, and all the stuff they've got there as well. Um, and um, it's been a, another great podcast to take part in. Yeah, it's our it's our hat trick of anal, which is great to, to get through three of them. Wow! Um, if anybody wow. listened to all three, well, you need a medal for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I think it's it's a great little um, podcast series that we do on these. We probably should link the other two that we've done in the past because a lot of the yeah. stuff we talk about is kind of across editions. Yeah. The team instructions don't really change much, do they, across no. FMs? If anything, Only we lose we it. lose the odd one or they renamed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but no, it's good. We'll link them up so everyone can go back and listen and yeah. they can tell us what the lowest score is. Yes. Imagine <laughs> if it's acid fire every time. Oops. No, no. Well, old, old fashioned might be the record breaker this time around with one. Well, that's, that's great. At least he's won something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan. I'll see you later, right, mate. Then. Thanks for listening. Bye.